You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Scary Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we seek the Leviathan configuration with Hulu's Hellraiser. It's time. Greater delights await. We wish to see you proceed. Feed it. Their blood. Their pain. All for us. A take on Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. Written by the team of Ben Collins, Luke Piotrowski, and David S. Goyer, and directed by David Bruckner, Hellraiser stars Odessa Azion as Riley, Jamie Clayton as the priest, Adam Faison as Colin, Drew Starkey as Trevor, Brandon Flynn as Matt, and features Aofi Hines, Jason Lyles, Yinka Ol. Runafi, Selena Lowe, Zachary Hing, Kit Clark, and Goran Vizinjic. Now, Clyde Barker's Hellraiser is a horror masterpiece. The combination of gore, a disgustingly wonderful monster, and our introduction into Barker's Hellscape and the Cenobites. 1987's Hellraiser was then followed up by two pretty good sequels before struggling with direct-to-video movies and an aging, eventually retired star in Doug Bradley. This remake comes at a time where Hollywood is struggling for fresh new ideas, and why not take a property as well-known as Hellraiser and give it a new star and a fresh coat of polish? And, well, well, surprisingly, it was done pretty good. While it shares the same name and a few similar characters to the original film, this movie is entirely its own thing. It's still gory, it's still about the puzzle box releasing the priest and the other Cenobites, but the circumstances at hand are different. Acting-wise, it's a horror movie, and while I never expect horror movies to necessarily have the best acting, Hellraiser isn't bad. The actors are very committed, and they pull you in with a bit of tension. Now, that said, there are times where it seems like nobody knows how to be a human. The biggest star, though, is Jamie Clayton's The Priest, a.k.a. Pinhead. And while Doug Bradley gave the role life and at times a comedic twist, Clayton plays the role in a very straightforward, creepy, and patient manner. And she absolutely owned the character. This is not a perfect movie. There are some timing issues that I had, and after a solid start, it tends to tap the brakes a little too many times. It definitely didn't need to be 121 minutes, and it could have seen a few of the slower character-building moments removed. Truthfully, the only question I have regarding this movie is why did you go straight to Hulu? There are so many terrible horror movies that get the theatrical treatment, and this movie, which pulled it off very well, is a streamer. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I give Hellraiser a B. Here comes the spooky season, and Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a couple of trailers that seemingly have broken the internet. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you. Let's start it off with the trailer for Super Mario Bros. I finally found it. Now who's gonna stop me? What is this place? Do not touch that mushroom, you'll die! Oh, I'm sorry. That one's perfectly fine. Come on, Mario! Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. 
The first teaser trailer for Super Mario Brothers gives us our first look at Mario himself, King Koopa, Bowser, and of course, Toad and a few others. And while Chris Pratt is taking flack for his Super Mario voice that sounds suspiciously exactly like Chris Pratt, the movie actually looks really, really good. The trailer itself clearly featured only a couple of lines from Chris Pratt, while featuring a lot more from Jack Black, who will be playing Bowser. The Super Mario Brothers movie hits theaters on April 7th of 2023. Another trailer that's worth taking a look at is David Harbour's Violent Night. Santa Claus is coming to town. Some seasons beatings. Who the hell are you? Boss, what if he really is the There's real? No such thing as Santa. These bad men, they're all on my naughty list. Naughty. That's naughty! And what do you do to the naughty ones? I give them a lump of coal. Where is it? I gotta watch. Ah! I believe in you, Santa. Violent Night, which was highly shot around Winnipeg, features the following plot. When a team of mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone inside hostage, the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the ground, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Violet Knight stars David Harbour as Santa Claus in addition to John Leguizamo, Cam Gingandet, and Beverly D'Angelo. Violet Knight will hit theaters on December 2nd. In other upcoming projects, The Expendables 4 now has an official release date. Lionsgate has announced that the next installment of the franchise will hit theaters on September 22nd of 2023. This round will feature Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and Randy Couture, and they'll be joined by some new blood in the form of Megan Fox, Tony Ja, 50 Cent, Iko Uwais, Jacob Scipio, Levi Tran, and Andy Garcia. The film is directed by Scott Waugh from a screenplay by Spencer Cohen. Plot details are currently kept under wraps, but you can definitely expect a whole lot of 80s-style action. It was also announced this past week that John Waters, the genius behind Hairspray, Crybaby, Serial Mom, and Pecker, is getting back behind the camera for Liarmouth, an adaptation of his craziest novel. Waters said, quote, Liarmouth is the craziest thing I've written in a while, so maybe it's fitting that my novel was shocking enough to jumpstart the engine of my film career. Thrilled to be back in the movie business, hopefully to spread demented joy to adventure some moviegoers around the world. The description of Waters' Liarmouth novel says the book is a hilariously filthy tale of sex, crime, and family dysfunction. The official synopsis goes like this. Marsha Sprinkle, suitcase thief, scammer, master of disguise, dogs and children hate her, her own family wants her dead, she's smart, she's desperate, she's disturbed, and she's on the run with a big chip on her shoulder. They call her Liarmouth until one one insane man makes her tell the truth. The Oregon Trail is about to become a movie musical. The team behind the recently released Lyle Lyle Crocodile, meaning directors Josh Gordon and Will Speck, are collaborating with their songwriting team Pasek and Paul on the Oregon Trail movie. Gordon said, quote, Oregon Trail always had this dark band of humor running through it because your choices of dying from everything from dysentery to a cut to anything was basically every move you ended up dying. For us, that's returning a little bit to our roots in comedy, marrying it with the 
the fun of doing a big musical, and also just the ambition of taking that very seriously as well and making a big historical westward expansion epic that's also about dying from dysentery. If you've never played it, the Oregon Trail video game was first developed in 1971 and found players leading a group of settlers from Independence, Missouri to Oregon's Willamette Valley. Along the way, you could trade for supplies, cross rivers, go hunting, and chances were extremely high that at least one member of your party would die of dysentery. Another project that was announced was Jared Leto taking on the role of Carl Lagerfeld in an upcoming biopic. Leto will be producing the film alongside Lagerfeld's company House of Lagerfeld, along with Pierre Paulo Ree and more. Details on whether the biopic will showcase Lagerfeld's life or a specific era are yet to be announced, but Leto has stated that this is a personal project for him. Alec Baldwin and the estate of Helena Hutchins have reached a settlement in their dispute after nearly a year of investigation and heartache. Hutchins died on the set of Baldwin's western film Rust when Baldwin fired a Colt 45 revolver that was supposed to be cold. Tragically, the discharge from the weapon struck Hutchins, and she passed shortly after. Under the settlement, Hutchins will receive an executive producer credit on the film, which will continue its production beginning in January 2023. Matthew Hutchins, the husband of the late Helena Hutchins, said, quote, I have no interest in engaging in recriminations or attribution of blame to the producers or Mr. Baldwin. All of us believe Helena's death was a terrible accident. I am grateful that the producers and the entertainment community have come together to pay tribute to Helena's final work. Over in the land of casting, it was announced this past weekend that Aka Darville and Kevin Durand have joined the new West Bald directed epic Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. While it's not clear what characters the actors are playing, the current rumor is that Durand will be playing an ape and likely the film's new villain. This past weekend also saw a big announcement in the world of Spawn, where Todd McFarlane, creator of the iconic character, has officially announced the two writers of the upcoming Blumhouse film. Scott Silver, the writer of Joker, Malcolm Spellman, the writer of Captain America New World Order, and Matthew Mixum, the writer of Yesterday Was Everything, have officially signed on the dotted line. McFarlane went on to say that Jamie Foxx is not only still attached, but is chomping at the bit to get into the role. At this time, McFarlane is still interested in occupying the director's chair, but he has admitted that he might not be the right person for the job. While speaking with The Hollywood Reporter, McFarlane said, quote, If we've got an A-list actor, A-list producers, A-list writers, then do you want to shoot for A-list directors, A-list cinematographers? The answer is, of course, let's keep the momentum going. Jamie Foxx will star as Al Simmons, a member of the CIA black ops team who was betrayed twice. After being set up by his cohorts to be murdered with his corpse set aflame, Simmons is then double-crossed in hell. He is convinced to become a hell Spawn warrior in exchange for being able to be reunited with his wife. But Spawn finds himself stuck in a demonic creature shell, and his wife moves on and marries his best friend. So this is one pissed-off anti-hero who attends to dispatching the scum of the city in good and evil battles that encompass the Earth, Heaven, and Hell. On a recent episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live, Keanu Reeves was asked his opinion on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. During the interview... I know that Marvel's been trying to get you to play one of these characters. Uh, what characters have they offered you? Go ahead. I'm not. <laughs> which you know, which, it's, it's it's really cool. I, I mean, I think you know the way that the Marvel films have developed and what they are is really you know spectacular. And yeah, it would be great to be a part of that. Who would ten-year-old Keanu Reeves want to play? Ten-year-old Reeves? Yeah. Ten-year-old uh, Reeves would want to. I think he'd probably want to be Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Now yeah. I heard that. 
I've heard people say you should be Ghostwriter. Reeves also recently co-created a comic book that had big success on Kickstarter, being published in 2021. That project, titled Berserker, is currently being adapted into both a feature film and an animated series over at Netflix. The screenwriter for the film is Matt Tomlin and already has a completed script. Keanu Reeves is currently deciding whether he's going to direct that project or leave it to somebody else. He is currently already attached to Star. Speaking of Netflix, a trailer was released for the upcoming series, Blockbuster. Blockbuster stars Randall Park as Timmy Yoon, an analog dreamer in a 5G world. He spent his entire adult life dedicated to his first love, movies, a passion that's kept him at his first and only job, managing his hometown Blockbuster video. Timmy is then alarmed to learn that his store is officially the last Blockbuster in America. He now has no choice but to take action to stay open and keep his friends employed. Timmy and his staff quickly realize that being home to the last Blockbuster might actually be what their community needs to rekindle the human connections they lost to the digital age. It also unexpectedly reunites him with his longtime crush Eliza, played by Brooklyn Nine-Nine's Melissa Fumero, who recently returned to work for him. Will this battle to preserve the past be the push Timmy needs to step into the present? His employees can only hope so. Blockbuster will premiere on Netflix on November 3rd of 2022. Over in the land of DC, it was announced that Mayor of Easttown director Craig Zobel will be now directing the upcoming project The Penguin. The Penguin series will pick up Oswald's story where Matt Reeves' The Batman film left off and will once again feature Colin Farrell stepping into the role. During an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Farrell said, quote, The world that Matt Reeves created for The Batman is one that warrants a deeper gaze through the eyes of Oswald Cobblepot. I couldn't be more excited about continuing this exploration of Oz as he rises through the darkened ranks to become the Penguin. It will be good to get him back on the streets of Gotham for a little madness and a little mayhem. During New York Comic Con this past weekend, Hulu announced that a new season of Solar Opposites is on the way. Don't you know who I am? I'm Corvo. I do the hero shit around here. Solar Opposites was created by Justin Roiland and Mike McMahon and centers around a group of aliens who crash land in suburban America after fleeing their exploding home world. In between adjusting to life on Earth, Corvo, voiced by Justin Roiland, Terry, voiced by Thomas Middleditch, Jesse, voiced by Mary Mack, and Yumulak, voiced by Sean Giambrone, must protect Poopa, a living supercomputer that will one day evolve into its true form and terraform Earth. The third season of the series wrapped earlier this summer and released a Halloween-themed episode titled A Sinister Halloween Scary Opposite Solar Special, which landed on Hulu on October 3rd. Moving to the world of print, it was announced that Alan Moore, the creator of V for Vendetta, Watchmen, and The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, has officially retired from comics. During an interview with The Guardian, Moore said, quote, I'm definitely done with comics. I haven't written one for getting on for five years. I will always love and adore the comic medium, but the comics industry and all of the stuff attached to it just became unbearable. Alan Moore is one of the most recognizable figures in the comic book world due to his creations. Fans of Moore are currently awaiting the release of his first short story collection titled Illuminations, which hit bookshelves today. And finally, we end on the news that Dwayne Johnson will no longer run for the President of the United States. During an interview with CBS Sunday Morning, Johnson said that he wants to focus on being a dad. We've talked about my first daughter, Simone, before. I'm so proud of her and the hard work she's putting in, but I also know what it's like to be not there at a critical time in her age because of my job. And that job as a pro wrestler took me away 250 dates out of the year, different city every night. I did that for years. It was how I supported my family, and I love what I did. I don't regret it. But I also wasn't there during these critical times. And if I were to run and lucky enough, wildly enough, become president, well, then that goes away. And I don't want that to go away. I want my little girls to have a 
different kind of stability. And I want them to have their daddy in their life. And I want the bedtime routines every night. And I want the drop-offs and the pickups at school. And I want that. And I want that for them. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, there's so much more the body can be made to feel. And you'll feel it all before we're through. Yeah.